0: on today's episode of the Reminder Remedy, I had the opportunity to sit down with Laurel from the Social Sales Lab. If you had the opportunity to catch our Instagram Live last week, you know that we were able to bring our two worlds together and make magic. It was so much fun talking about how she is able to build a business and really create automation and freedom through Facebook ads and how I am able to help clients see the value in creating more freedom, life crafting and really designing a life you love based on the things that you value as well as your strengths. So today we're able to take our conversation to the next level by learning a little bit more about Laurel's journey why she ultimately decided to work, walk away from her corporate advertising job, and how she's positioned herself to create a life that she loves while using her skill set to live a purposeful life, both deep and wide. Let's get into today's episode. You are now listening to the Reminder Remedy podcast with Alina Conley, reminding you that everything you need is everything you got to flourish exactly where you are. We believe the world needs happier women. So we provide tools, tips and life hacks based on the research of positive psychology. This helps you rediscover your strengths while increasing your overall happiness and productivity so that you can take action today. When women flourish, everybody wins. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back everybody. I am super excited to continue the conversation that we kicked off last week with my girl Laurel from the Social Sales Lab. You all saw us do an amazing Instagram live last week and thank you to all who were able to hop on. Your feedback was um, so amazing and we were excited to see that um, our two worlds Uh, We're able to really kind of resonate with you all because as we know, when it comes to business and women and trying to separate home life, work life and all the things in between, there really is no separation. We do all the things and all the things play a part in our, our overall success. And so we wanted to keep the party going, um, and I really wanted to talk a little bit more to Laurel about her journey. Um, I love the way that she has kind of built her business model, of course, coming from corporate like many of us and using that skill set to go and launch her own thing. Um, she is going to be able to tell us a little bit about why she chose this particular lane, specifically Facebook ads, and kind of how that tied back to her journey into motherhood. So welcome to the Reminder Remedy, girl. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we are excited to chat it up with you. So we, we heard a little bit of your story last week when you talked about kind of coming from the advertising world and transitioning and kind of picking the things that you had learned in that space to go and build a business. But can you give us just like the, the more detailed version of like what that looked like, right? Because I have so many clients who right now are banging on my door because they're like, listen. I've been in my career for 15 years, 10 years, and I just feel like there's more to life. Um, you know, whether it comes to time freedom, being able to have more time with their children, being able to explore new passions, there comes this place where we all have to kind of audit our environment and figure out if it's just the right space for us. So can you kind of walk us through how you ended up here?
1: Yeah, of course. And I feel that um, on so many levels. When I first started out, I was in advertising, so I worked for television, behind the scenes in the studios, putting together TV commercials. That, layman terms, that, that was my job. And being in the corporate ad world, you know, it was a lot of high pressure um, from every angle, right? So from my clients, my expectations, my uh, peers, my boss. And while it was all good and dandy, before starting a family, once I had my firstborn, it was like just the light bulb went off, right? I realized that there was way more to life than just trying to climb this corporate ladder, you know, make more money. And and I realized that I wasn't going to be able to fully embrace or, or you know, I'm trying to see the word, like I wasn't going to be able to fully live out my life the way I wanted to. Everyone is different. The way I envisioned if I continued being at this nine to five, no matter how good it was. Mm-hmm. Right? So that kind of lit a fire <laughs> in my ass, just to say the truth. I was like, okay, something's got to change. But I didn't know. What. I didn't know at that point what I was going to do, but I knew something had to change because I didn't want to live my life with that schedule, with that like constant, you know, scrutiny of, of being better in the workplace but not having that same, you know, kind of, like you said, auditing for my home life. Mm -hmm. And I just, I kind of put my foot down. I said, I got to figure something out. I have to start a business of some kind and make it work so that I have, you know, the plan. I know how I'm going to be home with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so glad that I actually, you know, went forth with that plan. Cause I think it's important to know, You know, a lot of people have this plan all the time, but they don't actually act on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's sad, you know, when you've been somewhere 20 years, 25 years, I didn't get, you know, that much time in the game. But I've worked alongside a lot of women who felt that way. And they were like, oh, my God, like I've been saying I want to quit or do something different for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, I did that. I put my foot down and I just started somewhere with something. I was like, "Well, we'll see what happens. And then I had another baby. <laughs> uh, back back. I know all about that. <laughs> back to back. So they are just 18 months apart. So not even a year later, I got pregnant again. And I was like, wait a minute, hold up. So you mean to tell me I'm going to have to leave both of these babies at home. Thank goodness with their father. But while I go and, you know, go to the nine to five, because he's always been an entrepreneur. So he was already at home in his business. And I was like, this can't be live. Right. Like I they, they deserve to see me more than you know, a few hours at night. So I said, okay, well, it's more than starting a business. Now I gotta actually make this thing work. And so I kind of stumbled into the world of ads where everything is pretty much automated once you get it right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think that as a as a coach, as I'm listening to you and not just say that I was there, but I can even see just like how there was like this point where you had like this, this instinct or this gut feeling that like, this is not what I want, you know? And a lot of times um, we, we over or underestimate the power of our instincts, um, especially as women um, or we just kind of ignore them because we're kind of like, well, this is just like the way things are, you know? Um, And it, it goes back to one of the principles that I kind of always try to wrap into my conversations with people or even in my sessions. And I think I even mentioned this on, on the Instagram um, live, but in the book essentialism, there is a concept around just like the, the mindset of an essentialist and, and part of that mindset goes back to, you know, do you really believe that you don't have a choice? Um, And so for many of us, we may have a gut feeling or instinct that says, hey, you know, I really would love to spend more time with my kids. I really would love more freedom. But the conditioning of what life looks like to the left and the right of us, whether that be our mentors or our coworkers who we've watched succeed in the field that we're in, Mm -hmm. it all subconsciously plays a part in Well, I really don't have a choice. You know, this is just adulting. This is just life, you know, but for the essentialist or someone who's looking to determine what it is that they want to do and what it is that they don't want to do, We have to have those tough conversations with ourselves to say, okay, am I going to pay attention to this and kind of make some moves or, you know, create this transition plan or am I just going to accept things as they are? Um, So what did that that kind of moment in time look like for you? Was that just cold turkey uh, putting in my two weeks or were you making money before you quit? Like how did that look?
1: No, you know what? I have a really unique um, situation of how that happened. Right. But I want to I want to touch on something, if you don't mind real quick, that you said that was so important to me. How you said when we look to the left and the right, what we see sometimes becomes the norm. So I think that, you know, a lot of people relate to me because of my story. But I also feel as if I come from some type of cloth is different about me because I have never doubted. Right. Like weary and kind of like hesitant of, will this work? But I never once thought like, this is just it. This this is it. I don't know because I'm an Aquarius. I don't know how I was raised because it wasn't just looking to the left and the right. I saw my family and this is what they have pretty much chopped it up to be. Right. So no matter what, we've got some super successful. We've got some, you know, my mother's always been an education. She has a passion for it, but we all know they're not paid right you know mm-hmm. and so looking around i saw how they felt and they always mm-hmm. felt like uh, even though there were no like true entrepreneurs in my family growing up they still always were open to that idea they just never followed their gut instinct so mm-hmm. i think it's important for me to be the one to test and say well what will happen if i'm just you know scared but doing it scared mm-hmm. and that Pivotal moment, I was thinking, you know, well, I had my first baby and I really wanted to take the leap, but I didn't. I was too afraid. Mm -hmm. Then I got pregnant with my son, not even my daughter was nine months when I got pregnant the second Mm -hmm. time. I was like, oh my God, what is about to happen? Like, this is not, this is non negotiable at this point. I cannot, you know, just be scared and not do anything. I've got two babies depending on this decision. So it's so funny because I see a lot of um, like things out there, whether it's articles or just memes or whatever that talks about how much you should have saved up, right? Have like, three months, before six months, before you quit, make sure your business is generating this, this, and that before you make that transition. And I'll tell you something. I had some mentors that I reached out to because I was so lost. I'm like, I don't know what that number looks like for me. Because my unique situation, which probably isn't that unique, I had a well-paying job. So I was like, you can't tell me to match my salary because I don't know what I'm doing. But I also thought, well, how am I ever going to be able to put my all into something if I'm, you know, being spread so thin? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I had to make a really, really hard decision. And it was tough on not just me. It was tough on my my relationship. It was Mm -hmm. tough on you know, the household, it was tough on my family, my children. It was like that instability was really scary. But I think the the deciding factor was that I know how relentless I am. And I knew that even if I didn't know how this would end up, I wasn't, I was going to fight the good fight, like Mm -hmm. make something happen. And I wasn't going to let up until I did. And I think that was like the thing. And I just, I'm not a, 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 CPA. I'm not, you know, anybody's therapist or anything. I just always want to tell people sometimes life isn't like that. You don't get the opportunity to just plan out exactly like three months of your corporate salary before you make that transition. Cause I personally feel like I would not have been able to do what I did if I was still at work. Cause our brains, we're just, our, are we're not built. I think we're not built like that. We can only give so much. Yeah. And if Energy is given so much during the day, and then you've got kids, and then you've got your household. You how how are you supposed to even give your side hustle that much of you? Yeah. you? know. So I just think if you have a plan, and you are like, okay, I'm just going to go with it, and it's there's no other option, it will work out. Mm-hmm. You have to work for it.
0: Yeah, and what? And one of the things that if you're listening and you're kind of like, okay. She seems, like you said, relentless, brave, persistent. Like these are all characteristics or what we would even on my side of things refer to as your strengths or kind of your natural ability that kind of like you just always had. But for many of us, those strengths, we don't even label them because they come so naturally to us that we don't look at them as value added things. And so one of the things that I do with, Co- coaching clients is really solidify up front, like out the gate. These are your strengths. And mm-hmm. it just gives people so much power when they don't, especially when they don't realize like, oh, you're right. I've been had this, like I can do this with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. I don't have to read another book on how to be resilient because it's just in me. So typically, you know, in situations where someone is saying, I really don't know what it's gonna look like, right? Cause I have I have maybe one or two people right now in a situation where they're like, okay, this is not working. I I am tied to my desk, especially if you're working virtually. I'm oh a so nine to five. I a 9 to 5 i got to facilitate all of this stuff all day. By the time I'm done with this, I'm dealing with the kids, I'm cooking dinner, I'm cleaning, I have two hours to work on my side hustle is giving me is getting to be the last piece of energy that I have. So the conversations that we're having now are, okay, well, how can we find something that's going to allow you to scale back from the nine to five so you can at least have more energy? So sometimes it could be like all in, sometimes it can just be this kind of phased in approach. But the biggest thing is like, like you said, we only get so much energy. And the more we can understand that and and value that and kind of structure our decisions around that. And then the other thing is like going back to the strengths, it's like using the things that you've done in the past and applying them now. So the, the situation may not be apples to apples, but you may look at something that occurred at work or in your personal life. Where you just had to jump, you know, or when you had to go out on the limb to present an idea, or you had to be, you know, super persistent to get a raise or whatever it may be, right? I know that there's like a moment in time where people can look back and find something that they did that allowed them to kind of hit a milestone and then kind of apply that to this new goal of like, okay, I need to figure out what I want next. So I love the fact that you brought up you know, just some of your own personal characteristics, because that's exactly what it is. It's kind of like, okay, regardless of where I am, whose job I'm working for, I am who I am. You mm-hmm. know, my skills are what they are. Right. And it's just kind of up to me to, you know, to use them and kind of em- empower myself to use them. So, okay. Yes. So I know that you probably had a ton of skills um, that you were utilizing in the corporate space. How did you decide or why did you decide to? focus in on Facebook ads?
1: Ooh, um, it's so funny because it kind of found me. Um, it's a really funny situation. So I was always in ads though, right? But it was with television. And um, that was my jam. You, Anybody can ask me anything about TV ads and ratings and all that great stuff. And that was my thing. But then I realized a lot of my clients were, because of the relationship we had, they were coming to me saying, well, I want to apply these things, but online because the digital space is booming, right? You know, Google and all these YouTube ads, like all this stuff. And they wanted my help. But because of the conflict of interest, I was tied to a particular network. I could not sell anything outside of that network, whether it was at NBC or Univision, you know, any of these, you know how it is, like you have that, um, that you know, NDA where you have to stay uh, that non-compete and so I was like well I personally can't you know do this for you but I can help point you in the right direction just being kind of you know resourceful and then I started realizing shoot I want to see what's the big to do over there so I went and I was actually pregnant with my daughter at that time and I went to NYU I enrolled for my you know further education or whatever Mm -hmm. and um, I just got my certification I think it was on like a year later or so in digital media. And I took all these classes with like Google certification, it was Facebook blueprint, SEO, all this stuff. I was just a nerd like that. Like I really Mm -hmm. wanted to know because I'm like, like you said, whether it's me working at this network or another one or another maybe company in the future who was a digital only company, Mm -hmm. I want to know and have that leg up so that when my clients ask me these things, I'm not like, Oh, I can't help you. I don't know nothing about that. Plus, Mm -hmm. Plus I was always like twenty to thirty years younger than everybody else on my team. So I was kind of the go to for anything online. Mm -hmm. And it was tough when I couldn't really help people. So when I learned about that, that space and how much more measurable it is, right? So compared to TV, there's reports and there's not, you know, there's a bunch of stuff. But when it comes to online like Facebook and Instagram, It's very clear that a mass amount of people that are using this every day. Mm -hmm. So when I just learned the impact that that would have, like, let's say just an example, you put in a thousand dollars into a TV commercial, you got 30 seconds to do your thing. And that's it. And You know, that maybe you'll get some eyeballs. You don't even really know until the end of the month when we pull reports, who did it? It's all... But when you put a thousand dollars into this social media advertising platform, I mean, it's insane. Like the the vast difference in results. Mm -hmm. I was just hooked, and then at that point, it was twofold, right? So I was learning, but I was also starting my own business. And I was like, "Well, damn, I got a thousand dollars to put into a thirty second TV commercial, but what if I use this platform? Then Mm -hmm. what that do?" And it was a lot of trial and error. It was uh, even with my my. Certification and all that—it was still trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really just the fact that it could do so much more for you. Your dollar could spread so much further. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: yeah. And I, and some parts of me feels like as I'm listening to you and just kind of knowing a little bit about your company now you almost instantly had this vision of like okay when you you know how it is when you're like incorporating you're like okay i can only help so many people like i started out in wall street um in private banking and one of the reasons why i decided to transition was like, okay, there's like 10 Black people that could come and get into this fund right now. (laughs) Real talk, like there's not a lot of us out here that I can serve. And so when I would be thinking about my future in that space, it was always, you know, how can I create this for my people? You know, or how can I um, use the same framework to help increase whatever? Always just kind of thinking about, Beyond, like, I feel like one of the things that I always try to make people understand, or not even understand, because I feel like we know this, but to reel in is this idea of like, for all of us as individuals, we have like this purpose that goes wide and deep. So, the deep part is like, you know, as an individual, we need to feel fulfilled, like we have meaning and purpose, that we're doing something that brings us alive, lights us up. Yep. But it's still only like limited if it doesn't contribute to the overall um, lives of other people, right? So that's like the wide part that we are constantly yearning for. It's like, okay, I could be dope and make a lot of money by myself, up here in my attic, and never leave home, but you would still feel it's partly unfulfilled because it's like, well, what does my what does my work do, right? So. I feel like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I'm feeling some coaching instincts here, what? that when you were looking at how you could scale and the scope of your work and the lives that it could change, you had to be considering the fact that now you no longer had to just serve, you know, multi million dollar companies through 30 Second Ads, but that you could help everyday mamas like me. Am yes. I right? That. <laughs> That's exactly.
1: Right. No, seriously, because I was like, "Well, you know, I could apply this to the clients that reached out to me and asked, hey, could you manage my Facebook ads?' But it was still gonna be the same thing. Who are we really helping at the end of the day? Yeah, you know. Um, and I think it it it, it lit something in me when you know one of my biggest clients. It's, it's hard. I'm not really supposed to name drop, but one of my biggest clients was New York State Department of Health. Mm-hmm. So. That was one of my largest accounts, and I would be responsible for all the television ads in the tri state area. And whenever I would see these ads, y'all know the ads, right? Some of them, the infamous, like, um, you know, the woman on the ventilator and like all the mm-hmm. stuff, right, tobacco, all these different campaigns. I was like, even though this, yes, is still a part of my, you know, nine to five career, I felt good. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm facilitating these these messages to be sent out to the mass and hopefully it's changing somebody. And then everybody else was just trying to get a dollar and I get it. It's just that's how corporate works. You know? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh my God, like my poor hubby at that time, I mean he had a he had a successful business, but we were starting something else and it 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 required another level of advertising. And mm-hmm. I was like, if I don't learn this, we're gonna still be like trying to run in circles, trying to figure this thing out. And I realized if he's struggling with this new business. If I'm struggling with this new business, who all else out there is who looks like us, who, who is in the same position as us doing, you know, this, this game, like doing this, going through this struggle of trying mm-hmm. to figure out how their dollar could be spread more, how, you know, if I'm, I couldn't be the only new mom that was trying to start a business and just needed that direction, that, mm-hmm. that Help me grow. Um, And also to your point, like, you know, people who who look like us, people who are similar in whatever capacity, a lot of times I noticed the common theme is that we did not have that sort of accessibility growing up, you know, whether it be the funding or just access to knowledge, resources. Um, And I'm sure you felt the same way in Wall Street. Like, you know, it, It's far and few between when I walk downtown. Sometimes I would go down for lunch Mm -hmm. and see, like, hey, if I saw you on the street. (laughs) But it's hard because we want to help. And when you finally find that, like, that space for you outside of corporate where you know, oh, my goodness, like, I want to be the plug. I want to be the where I can help so many people who have been, you know, who are where I've been. It's a completely different feeling. like. It money is great, but it's not even about that anymore. I just feel like I cannot believe we can actually make this much impact and get paid doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I
0: love that. And I feel like we've all kind of known that there's like something in us that can just kind of get back to like. You know, circulating the black dollar. But of course, in the in the spirit of 2020 and this perfect storm of like Black Lives Matters and coronavirus. And you know, in June when I was still running um or doing brand management for the lip bar, I mean, we had record months just off the strength of allies and like, oh these are some dope black businesses. Let's go and support them. You know, and I think that it was something that we've always known was dope, but now we have multiple platforms where people are seeking us out. You yeah. know, Like some of the work that my husband does on um, in commercial production all they want right now is black directors <laughs> you know so I was telling my clients like listen girl the time is now the time is now you know like I have a shout out to my client Koi, who she has a project called the black i q which is just about how to facilitate conversations around learning about the black experience and I was like girlfriend this is a whole business because every education system that is primarily white is trying to figure out how are we going to teach our student body this, this, this experience that maybe we don't know about. Right. So I think it's just the moment that we go back to the strengths that we have, we look at kind of our life, how do we want to contribute to our individual happiness and kind of think about how it can then impact others. We have, you know, this space where it starts to make sense. So I know that in our conversation. Um, on Instagram, we really talked a lot about time freedom. Um, Mm -hmm. Something that I feel like I've been preaching for a decade and then some of those seasons didn't really walk the walk as much. But now with my fourth on the way, kind of like what you experienced, it's like a non-negotiable, you know? Um, And I think that outside of just needing flexibility, it is truly this desire to be a present and mindful mom. It's not just, oh, I want to have time with my kids. Like, no, I want to be able to put my phone down, not turn it on for 48 hours if I choose not to, and still make money so that I can truly be there with my kids. So Kind of talk to me a little bit about the freedom that has come in creating your own, but also specifically in using, you know, Facebook ads to kind of help drive that that automation of revenue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's a game changer when you find something that works like a machine. And that's what I preach to my students every day. What we're doing is we're building this machine. It's a car. Right. And it's going to take you wherever you want to go, which is always in my mind, we're saying we're going to the big why. That's where we're going. Right. Because you're working Mm -hmm. towards that. That's the that's the final destination. The big why you're working so that you can achieve a certain lifestyle, but not just like financially. Like my big why has always been family and freedom. Mm -hmm. Right. And that goes in so many different directions. So like the freedom to be able to be with my family Mm -hmm. 24 hours a day. Or be, you know, able to get up, pack up and travel. I know now COVID is crazy, but, you know, pack up mm-hmm. and what we want. If we want to spend a month in Los Angeles, we do that. You know what I'm saying? So but it's just, or wherever, it's just the matter of not just being able to financially have that freedom, but have the freedom to be able to spend the time, you know, and and be wherever freedom of place. And I found that ads got me there because I set up a machine. So it was a lot of trial and error at first. But when I realized that wait a minute, once I get this right, you know, once it's once this formula is set and this is it. So you put you know step one with step two and step three and then it gives you this result. Well guess what? I don't want to be here anymore. Because I know from experience what I was doing before was just Posting on social media or coming up with posts to put out all day, every day. Like I, I remember sitting at my cubicle, right, with my phone in my hand. Like, and then they'd come by. Yeah, we good. And I was really just <laughs> come up with content mm-hmm. to put out to my little whatever five hundred followers, thinking that was doing something, thinking that I had to stay relevant, or that in order to stay relevant, I had to constantly be there physically. Mm-hmm. But the digital space is just that. It's virtual. You don't need to be there. You don't need to be, you know, constantly putting out new content or going on live every day, or you know, just all these different things that people think, you know, engaging in these like large Facebook groups and all this stuff. You can do it if you want to. But mm-hmm. the way the ad platform is set up, you don't have to. You'll just put out these messages that resonate with your customers and let that be this like virtual version of you and your brand so that you can step away and be with your family and keep getting sales, keep having your marketing running 24 hours a day, right? Because I always tell people, what time do Instagram close? Mm-hmm. They come, never o'clock. So why would you feel the need to be up all day and all night? Like, I got to get back to these people. I got to show them more stuff. Mm-hmm. When exactly like, the platform was built for you, give them five or $10 and they'll run that bad boy all day for you, mm-hmm. you know? That you can't have that time with your family because I realized that that was was the missing piece. I wasn't going to be happy unless I was doing something more fulfilling, but also doing that while also, you know, being with my my kids and my family and living the best life because any other option, any other outcome was just, I wasn't going to accept that, Mm
0: -hmm. you know. So what does your day-to-day, like what does a day in the life look like for you now that you kind of created this machine?
1: Oh, Lord. pre-COVID or during COVID? <laughs> That's the real question. Pure <laughs> chaos. No, I'm kidding. Um, You know, I wake up. My son is, is, is three and he, fortunately or unfortunately, still crawls in the bed with us every night. So I wake up and, you know, usually to him and we play and. You know, I usually, that's the time I get on the floor and play with his dinosaurs with him. And my daughter is out there picking her clothes for the day. No, we ain't going nowhere, right? Just picking (laughs) her clothes, styling herself. You know, we take our time. We come down, we make breakfast, uh, run around. And, you know, now, as of recently, we've gotten some help, um, you know, as far as, you know, coming to the house. Whereas before, when they were in school, things were different. But I usually, depending on the day, I'll probably get into my home office and start working around like 10 o'clock, 1030, you know, depending, every day is different. Take some calls. I usually have a hard stop around four, just because Mm -hmm. I want to be able to, you know, be with them and not have to feel that like rush or hold on once, you know, mommy's almost done or whatever. And really, probably 3 or 4 days out the week that's how it looks. Wednesdays are my days off like I usually don't do anything but just try to be, you know, 100% present, take up some, you know, personal errands and stuff. So I probably work 4 days a week, but you know, I show up live for my for my students and for my uh, free master classes when I want to because I love that interaction. Um especially now I think being on Zoom, it's like you can't go into the office like before. You can't go mingle and networking meet up with your girls for coffee and work remotely. You know, it's just tough. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then I'm able to just really do whatever I want to do. I remember, right? I remember waking up for, for work, hating life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I could wake up early if I really want to. Like I wake up, you know, maybe once every week or something at like five and just try to get some things done. Mm-hmm. But I remember having to wake up by like five thirty, six o'clock for work. And I was just lay there like this, this isn't it. This is it. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. No. Up all night with the baby. I can't why, who, who does this. And then I show up at work at eight with an attitude, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So to know to be able to just kind of do whatever roll out of bed, sleep late if I want to, you know, that's, and take my kids wherever at whatever time, you know, it's, it's a feeling that's unmatched. Like, yeah, I, and I know I'm very blessed. Um, but I also know I worked hard to be, be here, you know?
0: Yeah. So speaking of working hard, because obviously, you know, I don't ever want to kind of just show like the end product, right? Because kind of like, oh, you know, I had this feeling that I wanted to be with my baby. So I ran a few ads and now I wake out of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, okay, but how, girl, how? Um, you know, it's, I feel like back in the day when I used to do a lot of interviews around business, Um, My team always loved that I just tried to get super technical. And while we don't have a ton of time, if I just kind of did like some rapid fire questions with you specifically in in the space of ads, I think that that would be super helpful. Um, I know you have an amazing free master class um, that then allows people to determine if they um, are ready to kind of hop on board with you. Um, which I know, even since last week, so many people have messaged me like, "Oh, I enrolled. I'm so excited." Um, but for those who are still just like, "Well, I don't even know where to start," right? So the first thing that always comes to mind. When one thinks about ads, is like, how much money is that going to cost me? You know, so typically someone who out the gate is getting ready to, like, say I have a lot of, I'll say, um, product-based businesses, but probably about 60, 40 service-based businesses. Okay. How much would you say someone would need in their Facebook advertisement budget on day one?
1: Yeah, so... I don't care what kind of bank account you're working with. I always say 5 to 10 dollars a day. And it's because you need to train Facebook to know who your audience is and what message they're going to relate to most before you pour more dollars. So, I have come to people come to me with, "Listen, girl, this is my budget. I got $100. What can we do?" Let's do it. I have people who spend $35, they make over $1500 back. It's just a matter of first testing small you know, I got some people that say, I'm here. I got it. I got a whole budget for you. What we doing? And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, first of all, we're not, you're doing, I'm working with people, you know, to teach them, but I tell them, please only limit five to 10 a day Mm -hmm. that you can find out who is your, your winner. What's that winning formula. Then by about maybe week two or three, you can go all in. And it's really going to depend on what that looks like for you. So you know, if it's, if every dollar you put in, you make three
0: back, great. So you scale that budget based on what you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then second question then comes down to the content or the asset, right? So when you say testing what's going to work, if someone is like, oh, well, I don't have a creative team. I don't know how to use Canva. Where does someone start with like their messaging or what they're actually advertising?
1: Yes, this is my favorite part. So I have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go two ways with this because there's the e-commerce and then there's a the service, right? So my favorite tool ever is my phone. So you pick up your phone <laughs> and you're, if you're in a service, I always say you hold it up, right? Just like for IG stories, those are like my favorite type of ads. You speak to the camera and you just let them know, like as if they're your homegirl. listen, this is what I offer. This is who I'm for. If you want to learn more, swipe up or click this, you know, whatever. But you want to really address their pain point at the top of the ad. Mm -hmm. And if you're on camera, that's what people want to see. They're on social media, looking at faces, looking at, you know, real human interaction. And that's what you have to think about when you're advertising on this platform. It's social media. Mm -hmm. So you gotta be social. And then if you're a product, I always say the best type is either a video or image, but demonstrating that product in use. So no stock photos, no, you know, laying it on a little white blanket. That's cute and all maybe for your website. Mm-hmm. You want to use the product, show it in use so people can understand, ah, okay, this is how I would use this. Mm-hmm. So it's important to just not think that you need this whole Hollywood production or you need to you know, bring the team together, get the graphic designer, create a flyer, get the copywriter. No, mm-hmm. speak so to your audience, but envision this as you're taking that content speaking directly to their pain points, and then putting it up in the platform to go out to people that actually would buy instead of just posting on your feed and hoping that your followers you like or comment. That's right. that's like the worst thing to rely on that. You really just want to make sure it is the best content, but it's being put in front of people that will convert.
0: Yeah, so I think that that's a a good next question is the the audience, right? So when people start, do they need to already know like their audience or does like one's niche translate directly to a Facebook audience or is that multiple kind of how do how do they determine that?
1: Yeah, so really you should know who your audience is, but if you don't, the beauty of Facebook data is that they will help you find it. There are tools and strategies to go in and say, well, I don't know exactly who my audience is, but these are the types of products I offer or services. And it will tell you who else is offering them, what those people like, what they're searching for, what the trends are, how old they are, where they live. Like they will give you all of that information. And then you'll say, oh, save as my audience. Thank you. And you'll run that as your ad. So people really underestimate the power of targeting behind. Facebook. But if you have a niche and you already know, you know, oh, this is who I'm looking for, plug it in and get as specific as possible because the more specific you are, the higher you'll convert. You can target people with, you know, a certain letter name. You can target people with the birthday coming up. You can target people who um, are specifically searching for this solution to their problem. And that's what you want to do. Use that and get in front of them so that only talking to people who qualify. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that I find valuable for people, especially when they invest in like a one-on-one coach like me, is you almost have like this launch pad to like 10x on like your goals, right? So I have a girl who just started my group coaching. We've only had three sessions and like things she's been trying to do for years she's done in three weeks, you know? And I think that that's kind of the power of a coach, but also just like having an expert to kind of help you use tools or strategies or whatever. And so thinking about you being expert, you know, how valuable do you think it is? And this is obviously, you know, we, we want to support you, but you just being very like real, how valuable do you think it is for someone to go through a program or hire a coach or hire an ads manager because they have so many options? People feel like, well, should I just, you know, take a free course or take the Facebook provided tool to, you know, build this out? What do you feel like is the value add of something like your, your program?
1: So, you know, I love that, right? Because just full transparency, I get people all the time that are like, well, you know, I could YouTube this, and what's the difference? Or I could Google it. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. You're like, okay, girl, I will see you in a couple weeks. But mm-hmm. you know, it's different when you have someone who's not just holding you accountable, right? Because that's the true, like, one of the true um, meanings of having a coach. You're being held mm-hmm. accountable. Mm-hmm. So you're being forced to be in this uncomfortable position to level up. But you're being challenged, and sometimes that's not for everybody. But it's more than just ads with me, right? So if you're looking for someone who already knows what it takes to be successful beyond just oh, throw these ads up in your specific industry, then I would pay for that all day, every day. That's how I've every time I've leveled up, I've invested in a mentor or a coach to give me the shortcuts, to give me the blueprint, so I don't waste any more time trying to figure it out on my own Mm -hmm. and trial and error. Because not only is that extremely frustrating and stressful but it's time consuming and it's 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 a waste of money when you're trying to figure out or forget the money but the time you're up all night saying yes i finally got it then you launch putting all these pieces together that don't even fit and mm-hmm. you're like oh my god that was such a waste of time i could have just had somebody tell me do this do that and this mm-hmm. is the result i would so it's important to to align yourself with someone right who is not just where you envision to be uh you know like technically or or financially or anything like that, I always look at lifestyle. So are they really, truly living that that freedom lifestyle that you aspire to be, to have? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, cognizant of, of your industry and your, your, you know, business model? Because the Facebook blueprint courses, I'm certified in all that. They don't tell you nothing, but what to press behind the scenes, what they have to offer, what... You can go through to see, you know, oh, this is what's on this platform. They don't know nothing about your business, your business model, and what it takes beyond the ad platform. So I really work closely with people. They don't, a lot of times they don't realize it till they are in the program, but I work closely with people um, post, post campaign. So when it comes mm-hmm. to converting your clients and customers, ads really truly are only going to get you so far. You can get in front of them, but is your site set up to convert? Is your mm-hmm. funnel squeaky clean? Is your sales script on point? Coming from experiences, I'm able to to bring this to the table. Whereas a lot of coaches I'm hearing are, you know, giving you the, you know, do this, do that, but there's no strategy being being shared behind that. There's mm-hmm. no long game, and I'm in it for the long game. That's why we have millionaires in the program, and. So many people are making anywhere from twenty to $50,000 a month because we're working long-term. You're going to see wins right away, but we're really here so that you can still be successful and more successful in six months and then in the year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think that it also just... Is that mindset right? So, is that mindset that people have to have really when they make any investment? And I think next week on the, on the show we're going to be talking about different ways that people can invest in themselves. Like, as an adult, what is your Christmas wish list? Because this is the time where you need to be asking people to gift you coaching and ads and like things that really, when you look at the long term game of like what. Your life could look like if you had these things that may feel like, oh, so expensive. Right. But it's like it's the investment piece that at our age is just like it just it really goes without saying that everything that you buy today has to go beyond today. You know, it has to make sense. It can't just be a a quick fix, fixer upper. Um, And I understand and respect that when people make those investments decisions, they need to be, you know, in a position where they understand the value fully. So that the moment that they come in, it's like, okay, I need to have the mindset that I'm not just going to be knocking at, you know, the social sales lab door, like, ma'am, I've been in for 30 days, where's my millions? You know, it's (laughs) kind of like, no, I know. So just being able to have that longer term view when people make these upfront investments I feel like it's just so key Um, but then it ends up like I've invested in things three years ago that are just now like oh I'm so glad I did that you know (laughs) because it may take time for it to be relevant in whatever business model or your life or your time or whatever so But I just truly enjoy having you on the show. Um, I think that what I love most was just kind of hearing your thought process around, you know, why you chose your business model, right? So it's like, okay, people are able to kind of hear the importance of like, it's not just, oh, let me go and get this career. Right. I have a HR friend who she's like, people come to me like, oh, I want this. I want a a new job. I want this promotion. And she's like, but why? And they're like, well, I don't know. It's more money. And it's like, but that's not a real why. Like, tell me why. You know, the deeper we go into those five whys around, well, it would obviously give me financial gain, but it would give me more freedom of time, which would decrease my stress, which would, you know, increase my overall health, which would make me a better mom and a better wife. I would eat better. It's like all of these things could come from us crafting our life intentionally. And it sounds like, you know, to 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 some degree, your journey is definitely like this. This thought provoking, why do I want this? Who can I serve better? But also like my family and my freedom is like what I have presented as my values, which goes back to my number one thing, strengths and values. It's like, if you don't know what you value in these particular areas of life, it's going to be hard to g- gain clarity, period. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and you're just constantly just like going on this, this hamster wheel of trying to figure out like, who am I? And then once you finally figure that out, it's like, oh, well, everything else makes sense. Now I can figure out what I want to do, what I want to be, who I want to serve. Five months later, I got some ads, <clears throat> you know, and then it's just all good from there. So exactly, I love it. Well, thank you so much for hopping on and giving us your time. And we're going to be on the masterclass because we need the time freedom. We need the money, girl. We need the exposure. <laughs> we need the perfect storm. <laughs>
1: Free. you know, people who join the class, they are blown away completely as to, you know, I always hear like, "Oh, why I paid for courses that don't even give me all of this, that don't even tell me all of yeah. this." I, I really just want to stick to my mission and helping as many more people as I can understand that mm-hmm. this is where it's at. <laughs> so come, yeah. this, this money, I say, come sweep up these coins. But um, no, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun.
0: Yeah, of course. All right, talk soon. Some- Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of The Reminder Remedy. Be sure to visit us at thereminderremedy.com for all of our latest information on our workshops, our freebies, and how you can stay in touch with us.